up, you guys? Hey, y'all. Yo, it's Eggies. It's Bree And Hannah. And welcome to A Girl's Guide to Chaos. Chaos. All right, guys. So this week's episode is about healing your inner child. I think that's the one thing that people always kind of forget exists. Because I will say, right now at this age, as you're growing up. It's a ripe age of 20. Ripe age of 20. <laughs> yeah, it's one, in your 20s or however old you are. I think it's safe to say that if you feel like you're in a good place or even if you're trying to figure it out, your your inner child or your younger self would feel safe with the person that you are now. Oh. Dude, wait, was that? Definitely. Was I the one that said that? Hmm? Or were, were you the one that said that? What? We're trying that. to poke her that. We're trying to take everything. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, <laughs> I remember, I feel like I remember saying that to you. We might have talked about I, it before, I've seen, it like, I've seen like posts of it. Yeah, I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it like like posts of it. No, but it's true. It is. It's yeah. absolutely true. It's you know I look when I heard that phrase because I will I will admit I did not come up with that when I heard that phrase <laughs> I <right>. literally <laughs> I literally cried a little bit because I was like oh my god I would feel safe with the with the my younger my younger self would absolutely feel safe with the person I am now 100% there's not a doubt in my mind yeah and it's kind of sad cuz like i'm definitely like and definitely say like how you are as a person now but like i'm definitely the type that's you know very like i can i listen to you and i really am there for you like emotionally and also whatever because i didn't really have that as a child and it's sad to think that i really didn't have that as a child and now that's who I am which is good though because you picked up the good traits instead of the bad ones but I know some people who have picked up the bad ones but you know but no exactly like how are how are you guys like right now like like oh you're from when I was a kid yeah like phenomenal I went through so much shit but like what are you talking about like (laughs) 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 Alexis is like I got the trauma (laughs) No, no no like I never got, like, heard and listened to, so oh, that's all definitely. I get. Oh, Like, I always listen to people because... Remember that yeah. monologue I did in last semester? It was all about my mom. You know that one? The one that... The one that the, I gave the, you? The, the night, night luster. luster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> no, literally, I... Um, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Head scratch. Same Jesus. thing, same If I knew what I had inside of me, I would be a star. <laughs> no, that's exactly... That's exactly it, so, because no it's true and I remember you telling me that even though that was like when we were first like getting to know each other like when we first met each other in person yeah for real and I was just like here's this monologue and you're like I carried it with me I know <laughs> seriously and I was like this reminds me of my mom like we got deep yeah, at first it was a sleepover yes it was <laughs> that love scene work scene work <laughs> no but like so if that wait if that so if that was about your mom so how did that tie into your childhood then because I've always wanted my mom to see me. I'm like, I'm on board oh, with yeah. you, Hannah. It's like, cause that that whole monologue is about having the somebody that you care about, like how, like, like look at me, see me. And I remember I used to always hate talking to my mom because like she was always mad about something and always take mm, it out on yeah. me. And I'm like, and I would see my family like, does any does nobody know what's going on? No, nobody see what the f- you know what I mean? Like I'm taking blows for okay, that sounds. I'm like That's taking a it, uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but. At the same time, not really, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I would talk to my mom, and I, I hated it, because it was like I was talking to a fucking brick wall, and mm-hmm. I I fucking hated it. You never got anywhere. No. Like, yeah. I, I literally hated my mom. Same. Like, I literally I wish, love you, mom. I, I love I, you, no, mom. No, no, I know. I love my mom. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, but as a child, I was yeah. just so hurt all the time, mm-hmm. you know? I was, I was, I wanted so bad to say, but I wanted the worst for my mom, because I was just, I had no love for my mom. Yeah. See, I was the exact opposite, that I didn't realize what was happening mm. until I was older. Yeah. So, like, I didn't realize what gaslighting was. 
I, and I'm not just saying for my family, I'm just saying as a child as a whole, and I definitely have talked about it in previous episodes where, you know, like I've had, like I had friends that were like seriously like gaslighting or like, you know, just kind of like emotionally abusive or like manipulative. And it's like, I, it was the absolute flip side where it was, I didn't realize what was happening until I got older. Not until I probably hit about 20 years old, honestly. That's probably when I started realizing everything. And then now at 22, I'm like, that's interesting. It's it, it was kind of a flip. It was really because it was. All, I always joke that I was just like with my ADHD is just like if I was being bullied. Besides that one time in the fifth grade, <laughs> like, besides that one time, I feel like I was just so oblivious that I just didn't even notice if I was being bullied. And that's kind of how I feel about my childhood, where it was just like I was just so oh my god, butterflies and rainbows, and let me do all this, and just so optimistic and happy all Damn. the time. So when all of that reality came and hit, it, like I remember, it hit really really bad October of twenty twenty that's when it hit the worst because I had this like huge like kind of like mental spiral but also it was like I was realizing a lot of things yeah right yeah <laughs> it's always the mental spiral that kind of like tower moment that just kind of puts you, put you right through all that and it's, <laughs> and it's weird because like I'm the exact opposite of you Brie because when I was younger I feel like it I hate to bring up my sign into things because it's not always 100% true and accurate mm-hmm. but it, in this Situation, I feel like it is. I'm a Leo. That's a Leo of you to say. Stop! (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, though. No. But, like, I like attention, but only in, like, certain aspects. Like, sometimes I'm, like, don't look at me. Like, seriously, like, I don't want to be seen, all this stuff, whatever. But, you know, when I was younger and with my ADD and everything like that, like, I wanted, you know, like, attention. And so whenever I didn't get it, I would get so sour with people. And Mm. it just, it was so bad and, like... I'm also sensitive and that's also a Leo thing like I'm very sensitive with things and like I used to take things to heart like everything though and it was super bad and like I kind of went through that and like realized that and everything and with those realizations with family things as well like I would see that I wasn't getting hurt and I wasn't you know no one was listening to me and like I remember like being at my the dinner table with all my family my mom dad and sister Mm -hmm. and I would talk and instantly get interrupted by somebody Mm. And it was, it got to the point where it was so bad that even my mom said something. She's like, we, not like, she wasn't like, oh, like, we never listened to you because she wouldn't do that. But like, oh, like, yeah, you're right. Like, we always interrupt you. And then she's like, well, that's how a conversation is, though. And I'm like, okay, fine. But like, Mm -hmm. if I'm talking, like, listen to me. And Mm -hmm. that's why I always listen to people when they talk to you because I can always, I feel you relate. Yeah. You, you know what that's like. Yeah. So it's interesting that you mentioned about the whole like taking things to heart. So I, no, just really quick side note, quick question is like, did you guys ever notice where it was just like for rejection in particular? Like if like your friends were hanging out without you, but they were like, oh, only if you want to come. Yeah. Where it was just like, you're like, okay. Like and you, you feel like you're not invited. Mm-hmm. But then like, you know, another friend is like, no, no. Do you want to come? Mm-hmm. Like, will you come with us? And then they're, they're like, oh, okay. I realized that in um, neurodivergent people with ADHD, whatever, it there's actually something called um, rejection sensitivity, something oh. where basically it's because it's we're, it's like it's not we're not realizing. Um, like, because it's just, like, if they're not directly inviting you, you feel like you're not wanted there. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, because I saw, like, a TikTok about that where it's just, like, where, the, where, like, this other friend, like, reworded how they said it. And they were, like, oh, yeah. And they're, like, wait, why didn't you, you know, respond to how it was when um, when I asked you? She was, like, oh, because you asked if I want to go, not will you have me there. Because it feels like it's just, like, a pity invite and mm-hmm. not actually, like, oh, I and want I you want, there. Yeah, you know what I mean? You. Yeah. You know? I but mean, I just thought that was interesting. My old friends never said oh I want you there 
So I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I don't. I've never no, no, no. I, I also get that. It. I also yeah. get that. No, 100%. Because I'm, even like now, but like I don't take it hard now because like I don't care. But like my house was always the one that never, people didn't hang out at. And like now I don't care because it's kind of minus out of the way now. Well, plus I like going to yours. But it was hurtful to me because I felt like nobody wanted to like see my hang family. Out with you and, and your hang yeah, out in like place. in my, yeah, exactly in my place. And Oh my god, memory unlocked. This is so weird. Across from my old house, there used to be a park. Like a big park with like a trail and like grass and everything. And so I remember walking my dogs there once. And I saw two of my quote-unquote friends in like my friend group walk past. Because all my old friends and I lived pretty close to each other. And they, I was like, oh like, hi guys. All this stuff, whatever. They're like, oh like, hi. All this stuff, whatever. And they're like, oh you, you want to come back with us when we come back over here and all that stuff, whatever. Like once they went to her house, like they'd come back and get me whatever. Like an hour later, like I was still walking that track. And Waiting they, for them? And yeah, and they never came back. And I was like, okay. Damn. Yeah, but the my bad trait was, oh, that's okay. Like I'll just see them tomorrow instead of that's a red flag in friends. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, like oh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Like it still made me sad, but at the same time I was like, whatever. So that's interesting. That's damn. I one you know one weird thing about me. It's like I always knew what was happening in my childhood, whether if it was like all these traumatic experiences or like good things. You know what was weird? I was I was I was able to understand more the traumatic aspects of my life than more of the, of the good. I find it weird that I understand like all like like the traumatic aspect of my childhood as as I was living through it, but it was hard for me to accept and understand what's happening with the good in my life which is Mm -hmm. weird to say i don't know maybe because i focus so much on like survival mode that i forgot to like actually enjoy the genuine pure moments which i try to incorporate so much in my life now which is why we we say that i i feel like i'm the youngest in the group i'm actually like the oldest (laughs) i'm the oldest um what did i what the um It's a secret. The fact that you're the oldest, but at least you is the youngest. Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that's crazy how like we kind of go like in these modes. Like survival mode is a real fucking thing in childhood and like growing up. That's when I first heard that term, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I was no like no fucking way have I been in survival mode for the past 21 years of my life. Like it's, it's so upsetting because I never truly got to live my life without fear of something. Rejection, uh, hate, anything. And it was like, uh, yeah, go on. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> no, but that, that brings us to the next part is how do you heal that inner child? First of all, how do you identify it? Honestly, did you hear that aspirated tea? Yes, how I did. How do you identify it? it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But I also think part of it is honestly reconnecting to kind of who you are. You know, where, where your childhood, like, was. Like, oh, my God, I want to go first, though. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's just, like, exactly. It's, like, so, like, what are the parts that you can identify with your younger self, like, with like through your childhood that actually made you happy and, like, that you really connected to? Things that you, like, didn't get ruined for you. I, till this day, love coloring books. <gasps> Coloring books is I never finished it. I never finished a fucking <laughs> book, but they all they always gave me a sense of like coming back to ground center, like child you're just colors and filling in the lines, you know? Or and I um I love cartoons still because it like it, I'm still attached to the that young youthful aspect of just living authentically, you know? 
um, and food yeah lasting I I think there's like some I don't really watch TV or movies that often but when I do it's usually a movie I've already seen from like Mm. my childhood one thing I don't know how it got popular again but I saw a bunch of like movie scenes on TikTok The Phantom of the Opera Hmm. I fucking loved that movie when I was younger loved it I loved it oh my god and Breakfast at Tiffany's yeah 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 but like it's because it has like music in it and stuff for me like the music just like fills my soul Mm -hmm. yeah Breakfast at Tiffany's is definitely like a staple in my life where I just I don't think about it but like it's definitely something that has really made an impact on my life and all that stuff whatever but I don't know why that movie like stuck with me because it was just such a like a People hate on it all the time, but it was like such a cinematic experience for me when I was younger. So whenever I literally, I, I rented it the other day and I, I literally watched it twice in a span of two days because I love it so much. It's like, it just, it's not even like a child movie, but it's, it like makes but me it, happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like the, the music in it is like so amazing. Like I would love to go to an opera or like a ballet or something like I've dun, 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 dun. literally <laughs> like that's just something I've wanted to do forever. And it ties into the fact that I was a ballerina and stuff. And like, I was around that music for so long when I was younger. So just, it brings me back to like a time of mm-hmm. peace because whenever I danced and stuff, even if it wasn't ballet, like I was just like in a happy in, moment. Yeah. In my like, like nice safe bubble. Yeah. For me, it was always Barbie movies. Always, yeah. always, always, always. I can still sing every single Barbie song on like the big, you know, musicals. Because not every. Just like you. Yeah. You're just, just like, like me. <laughs> <laughs> but I can sing like every single one because they they were such a big part of my childhood. And it, it was actually it was so funny because the, my mom did this. So I had um, these two over at my house, and we decided to watch Barbie Princess and the Popper. And my mom comes in, and she grabs my face, and she's like, "Oh, little baby!" And I was like, like, "Barbie fairy, Barbie fairy, Toby!" You know, making fun of me of how I was. You were just sitting there, like blank face, like, "Okay, mom." (laughs) I'm just like, "Accept it." No, no, I wasn't accepting it. But it was just. It was, it, it's like, it's like, no, it's true. It's like, there are some things from my childhood that I just, that are so near and dear to my heart. Like, whenever I'm sick, it's interesting because I like, want to revert to what I was like as a kid. So when I'm sick, I want chicken noodle soup. Yes! And yes, I want to watch Scooby-Doo. That is, <gasps> Scooby-Doo or Tom and Jerry, those two were like the epitome of what I used to watch as a kid besides like Dragon Tales and oh, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> But it was, it, it's just those little things where I feel like it's so funny because I rarely watch movies and TV now and it's so bad as an actor, but I, I need to watch more but that's aside the point. <laughs> but those movies like really, like I've always connected with them and if there was one thing I would always be like, I, I, the word pretend always came out of my mouth. I was like, pretend, pretend, pretend. Even when I was like playing Barbies and Polly Pockets and, and doing yeah, all of those yeah, things, Bratz dolls, whatever. Yeah. It was always like, let's pretend. It was like. The world is beautiful. And like we said in the last episode, it's like, it's so saturated. It's so colorful and magical mm-hmm. and bright. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so getting feeling. into contact with that. It's mm-hmm. getting it's getting back into that. Like, I don't know, um, when I have you guys over and we all swim and I'm like, let's have mac and cheese. Because no, because that's exactly what I had when I would be swimming out for quite a few hours and then come 1 p.m. noon, I would want craft mac and cheese. Prime time. Exactly. And then you'd be hungry and then you eat it all. And I have like specific memories of like making the craft mac and cheese and sitting at the table with my Nintendo DS (gasps) and playing playing, uh, Super Mario. Do you guys have your guys's? I have the Nintendo DSi that took pictures. I have that one. We should take a picture. I have I don't have a charger for it. I do. I have. <gasps> no, you don't. Yes, I do. Are you serious? I swear to God. Oh my God. Sorry, go ahead, Bruce. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I had the uh, the Nintendo DS Lite, like the red one, <gasps> and then I also had the XL, the blue one. <gasps> That's the one that. Sorry, I hit my ring on your hand. That's the one that my parents wanted to get me, but they accidentally got me the picture one. <gasps> I have old ass photos of myself on that. Same. Same. I need to charge this. Do you guys remember the 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 pet game where you like yes. care of dogs? I have Nintendo dogs. Nintendo. Nintendo. Literally, we can all play Mario Kart together. I have Mario Kart. <gasps> I have it too. <gasps> I also have Nintendo dogs. Wait, I, if, you, if you actually have, do you ever have Nintendo? Dude, yes, I, I, do. So I many, have so many. I have so many games. You, you, you realize that you can actually like meet friends with Nintendo dogs and get other dogs depending yes. on the version of yes. the game. We should like restart the whole game and just play it. I know. No, <laughs> I refuse to restart Nintendo dogs because I because the reason why I said I want that yellow lab Rosie in my future because Rosie was the first um, pet that I got on Nintendo dogs and I she was the only one I never got rid of. She okay. was like the she's like the top earner for me. Like she right, was I'll like restart my start mine then. You know what's weird? The first dog that I got was a, a white chihuahua. <gasps> it's no Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's like like the staple dog that I remember having for a while. And you'd like take it on walks yes. and you like trace out the path that you yes. want to go. And they oh have God. like little big heads just walking on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember the Game Boys? The big ones? Oh yes. I never That's like them. that's OG mm-hmm. shit right there. Remember the PSP? <gasps> the Nintendo 64? Oh, PlayStation 2. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay, but like, okay, what's another way that you can like connect to it? I don't know, because I was talking to you guys about like, it'd be fun to like, I don't know, draw on the sidewalk with chalk and like just sidewalk do it on with chalk. <laughs> sidewalk. Sidewalk with chalk. With chalk. Say that sidewalk. five times fast. Sidewalk. <laughs> That's okay. It's like saying sushi. Okay. Sushi. Sushi. Say five times fast. Sushi, 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 sushi. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But I was talking to you guys about like it's when you're a kid you do things unironically. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like when you grow up and like in the age of like social media, you have to if you like if you're gonna do something, it's ironically now. It's just like oh, ironically, like oh, what if we like I don't know started a podcast? I know, I know. <laughs> just, just, just just something like that. But it's just like unironically, let's draw on the sidewalk with chalk and blow bubbles. Ooh, no. What's wrong with that? And what's skate. Wrong? And, I want to skate around, guys. Skate? <laughs> yes. I have roller skates, you can use. Yeah, I have them too. You do? <gasps> Your turn. I was never like a, a roller skating person. I like to ice skate. Mm-hmm. I'm not very coordinated with my feet. I have a hard which time makes, with my balance too. Which makes no sense because I was a dancer. Huh. But oh. like, But like with like a ball or something or like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? With like an object? Ba- yeah. Fair. Yeah. Because I played soccer and I wasn't. You know what's funny? Another memory unlocked. This is good for me. Um, I used to play AYF, so soccer, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't that good at it. But I remember my first team, we had pink jerseys. We were called the Pink Panthers. No! I know. What? I was I was called the Panthers one time in <gasps> soccer, and I was purple. <laughs> That's crazy. No, that is. Go ahead. But I remember my dad refing one of my games. Of course. I know. Because he was, he was like, he was a ref, a certified ref for so long, and he was good at it. Like, he got awards and shit. Oh. And so he was refing one of my games, and he was the one in the middle. Like, he was on the field instead of the side. And I took a really bad fall like I I was charging one of these girls and like we both tripped each other but she only fell backwards and I did a full 360 in the air like I <gasps> fell like all of, oh. and my dad comes up to me he's like are you okay are you okay like hugging me and shit oh. and I was like dad and he's like it's okay I'm her father because <laughs> <laughs> it like kind of looks weird if you didn't know that right but I was just like yeah but I would always like play in the dirt. Oh. I wouldn't actually play. I would just be like kicking the dirt. That shit. is <laughs> so cute. Um, I don't know. With oh, whoa. wait, what was the question? I know. <laughs> I just got to say ask again. Well, no, I don't remember what my original question was. But what I do, what I was gonna ask next, what I was going to ask next, 
was <laughs> um, on a more, slightly more serious note, it's what can you do to kind of like go inward and like hold that child's hand and be like, listen, it's okay to kind of grow up. It's okay that you can let go of the people who hurt you. You can, you know, it's kind of like reparenting yourself. And I feel like that's a big part of healing your inner child because it's good to like get in touch with all of these things of like, you know, drawing, playing Barbies, you know, playing what, you know, whatever you like to do as a kid and do it unironically and do it, you know, just because you enjoy it, not because you feel like you have to monetize it or just, you know, just because you want to. But it's also, and I've noticed in my like healing journey, quote unquote, is that I've definitely had to just sit with myself and think back because there was one time when I was trying to figure out why I was just kind of like something like kind of like triggered me and I was just laying in the middle of my bed and I was just like and I was like trying to figure out like why I was like reacting so harshly because it was like I was having a meltdown but I couldn't figure out why I couldn't figure out what triggered it and I was like trying to rationalize it and I'm not like and I was like okay like I was like younger Brie like what's going on what's wrong Mm -hmm. and whatever the answer whatever happened that triggered it the answer was like if like 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 if I do this or like something they'll start screaming again or they'll start fighting again or there's going to be some type of like repercussion and it was just like oh there it is I don't remember exactly what it was but I remember it was just that moment of like just asking your inner self like what's wrong like what can I do to fix it or like what is it that's like making you have this like meltdown because there are times when I feel like they're like I just absolutely break down like any facade comes off and I start crying like a kid again like how you would as a kid mm-hmm. I think a way that I do it is because when I was younger I didn't I felt like I didn't really have control over my life like you know high school had a hold on me and my parents had like a semi hold on me and like making them proud and all this stuff whatever and so for like me now I like responsibility I like to have and I'm not like a control freak like I don't have to have control over every situation but to have control over my own life and what happens with it And I feel like jobs, like getting jobs and like having like a stable one really helps. And my first job was eh, but like the one that I have now is definitely something that even keeps me grounded and I have things to do. And I feel like if I don't have things to do, then I'm just kind of like floating in limbo. And it's weird because I kind of look back at like summer of 2020, like mid COVID and I was so depressed so depressed i stayed in i literally did not leave my room for four months except to take my dog out to go to the bathroom and i feel like i needed to go through that because i never want to feel like that again i never want to just sit in my room doing nothing so i always find something to do whether it is this morning i just randomly cleaned my room because i didn't i like didn't have anything to do until to you know i came here but i was just like i just need to do something like i literally washed my sheets and i cleaned my makeup and i reorganized my makeup and i cleaned up my clothes and i hung up everything up and i cleaned off the shoes on my floor and i was like what the fuck is happening (laughs) like i just needed something to do but i work like five days a week and the two days that i have off i'm with you guys and that's great and i need that you know what i mean it's like it's weird because back then i didn't want to do anything and that helped me quote unquote at the time and i was just like no like that's what I need to do to like help myself and help my child self and it's a it's a weird I feel like it's a weird way to like heal your inner child but for me that's just works for me mine's like different mine like breaks up a lot of the time one I am she's always listening to me especially when I'm in like in the most 
fragile. Hurt, yeah. yeah. Like, the most hurt. Most everything. And I, I, I don't... When I was a kid, every time I would, like, get mad or get hurt or get hit or whatever and I'd cry in my room, I always... I always I was always so mad and so angry at myself. So every time, like, I get in that zone, I always think of, I, like, I, I see my little version of me, like, looking at me, and it's like, no, talk better to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. remember, like, just by, like, I can't control when shit happens to me in my emotions. Because my emotions for me is the biggest thing that I, I have to control in my life. <laughs> in my life. Um, so, like, what was I saying? Oh, so, like, when I'm in, like, these moments of despair and, like, vulnerability and by myself and, like, mental breakdown and everything, I see myself because I'm like, okay, remember, like, like, like I was saying, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you, like, treat yourself when that happens because it's important. It's so important. Like, and I've tried it. I remember I was, like, so good at talking to myself in those moments of, like, hurt that I didn't realize how, how, like, healthier I was handling things because when I wasn't doing that and I was just, like, just look at myself and you know, like just say like you know fuck that or this or but like in a you know you use like in a negative tone like you're blaming yourself you're trying to take it on yourself you're trying to like tear yourself down and I realized that that just made my life so much more worse so I guess one thing that I've learned from my childhood self and that I can still use to heal my childhood self is like how I speak to myself because I've always I've words for me are so big I was never heard but I had such good things to say and when I did say something it wasn't appreciated or it was overlooked and I was just like called disrespectful because I was speaking my mind mm-hmm. and I hated it I hated it so much for I, me it was never it was I there was an aspect of never being believed mm-hmm. and as the oldest daughter I was blamed for so much shit that I did not do whether it was that my sister did and immediately it was kind of, what what's that what's that meme where it's just like we're just like what the fuck Kevin what oh no sorry force of habit what the fuck George or whatever <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I don't know what Dang. that I, I forget what that how does that how that um that, how like that a, joke goes like a, yes but it, it's it's that exactly where it's just like oh um, like it's just it's like when you're being blamed for things that you didn't do and you're like but but and then you like try to say your piece and they don't believe you mm-hmm. you know and then it's just like hush the adults are talking like we know you did it like it's just like no mm-hmm. no it's, it was even worse when your friends did that shit to you mm-hmm. when you're like I didn't do it and they're just like Come on. And I'm like, no. Like, my malicious intent, non-existent. I am a a pacifist. I don't, I'm a pacifier. You're a pacifier. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a pacifist. mm, It's just like, it's just, it's just no. But going along with the whole words, it, for me, it was, it it, it was visualizations (laughs) as well. Like, I had to actually visualize myself, like, hugging my younger self and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, being like, it's okay, you can take my hand, it's okay, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you deserve the right to be angry, but you can also let it go. Like, it can't hurt you anymore. And it's just like, we've, we've come so far, but it's healing that inner child and being in touch with it and just kind of being happy and connecting with that unironically. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so nice. <laughs> like, I'm literally, fi- oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I'm literally in that process right now of trying to figure that out because growing up, I felt like I, I enslaved myself or I put myself so much for other people that even like now in my life, I'm like, okay, who am I going to give my attention to? Who am I going to give my energy to? Because it's, it's, it's important, you know? Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Another thing too is like when you are younger and you're way mature for your age than you should be is like... No, these are... Telltale. Yeah. This is like a mature, you know, thought and statement that I'm saying, but you don't believe me because I'm 12. Exactly. Even now, like, 
I'll say something and I'm not here to like pat myself on the back and call myself like super knowledgeable and intelligent, but like there's some things that I know more of than my parents, mm-hmm. but they won't see it that way because I'm the child. I'm their kid. Like I'm, you know, 21, you know, there needs to be like a reality check on the fact that you can learn something from any age. Mm-hmm. Like there have been times when like, you know, a child, I could be like, Oh, you know, what's an octopus? And they're like, it's a cephalopod. And I was like, oh. Whoa. You know what I mean? You know <laughs> what I mean? No, because that's exactly what it is. But it's just like, a lot of the times it's like, you're the child. You don't know jack shit. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that happens a lot with politics. You could be as educated as you want. And I'm not talking about, like, I'm not going to start talking about politics, but I'm just saying, like, you can be as educated <laughs> as you spectrum. want. And, you know, depending on, like, if your view, different, if your view differs from your family or mm-hmm. something, it's like, you know, they're not they're not going to listen to you. It's just like, what do you know? Uh-huh. But then it's also that interesting thing between like, when you're a young adult or a teenager, they expect you to act like an adult, but they treat you like a child. Mm-hmm. And it's that, you know, mm-hmm. in-between state. Yeah. Another thing too is like, for myself now, from my, you know, young inner child and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, is like, I'm always open to new ideas and learning and knowledge and all that stuff whatever because back then my parents would always be like no like this is this is what it is like oh. but I'm just like no it's not and they're like no like this you know they would just like be so set in their ways and because they're the older or the older generation and stuff like they don't you know have an open mind and now I'm just like no like I want to have a open mind and like I'm intelligent I have my opinion exactly and they're valid and they're 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 truthful they're not yeah it's not bad to know things and it's not out of the it's not uncommon for someone younger than you to know things I feel like most people and not like a broad spectrum of like everybody but like most people nowadays are very they're aware of it they're aware of it but some people are definitely not open to learning new things about you know especially with you know LGBTQ community coming out and um, the Black Lives Matter movement and the the women's rights movement, all this stuff, whatever. Like nobody cares enough to change their views that this is the world now, and that's like a huge like broad statement of like the extent of what I'm saying. But like even small things like oh, like this table is rectangular. Maybe it's fucking circular. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a open. It's a squoval. It's a squoval. It's really not. It's a rectangle. But, like, you know what I mean? It's a quadrilateral. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But, like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, just stuff like that. I don't, I don't know, like, another example, but, like. No, no, no. It, it's exactly. It's fear of changing everything that you knew because it could uproot everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's another thing where it can tie into your inner child, where it's just like something has been. Don't. Excellent example uh, is a parent's divorce because it's just like, if you, like, like, God forbid if, like, my parents have been together for 22 years, but if all of a sudden they got divorced, it would be, no matter how, like, old I am, it would still be, like, a massive uprooting of, like, everything you know, and then it's, like, you have to protect that inner child and be, like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, change is, it's inevitable, it happens, it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Seriously, though, oh my God, whenever I, sorry, whenever I, like, say something specific or whatever to my mom, she's, like, takes it to heart because she's a double Pisces and I'm not attacking you Alexis I say double Pisces on, on purpose um Sorry. but she's definitely like if I say something it af- it affected her and I'm just like no like relax like that's why I don't let things affect me anymore because in the past like she thought just how she is and she hasn't changed it because she doesn't know otherwise because she hasn't opened her mind and all this stuff whatever and so now I'm just like no like I am a very blunt person like I'm just gonna say it like the other day 
I was talking with my mom about, you know, Father's Day and stuff and how I'm going to see my dad for Father's Day tomorrow instead of on Father's Day. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, why isn't he having it on Sunday? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. And she's like, well, I just think that's a little strange. And I'm like, why do you care? And she like took it so offensively. I'm like, this is just a blunt like statement. Question, like, yeah. why do you care? And she's like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, relax, lady. Something like, I'm triggered, just, yeah. I know. I'm just like, I'm just asking you a question. Like, relax. It came out, you know, like, why the fuck do you care? But like. And then the defense know. mechanism was yeah. activated. Yeah. And I'm trying to like figure out what happened in her childhood, which wasn't the best, but that like those triggers, you know, like seriously, like, you know, like how, did, what happened back then to make you be like this now? Yeah. We are a product of how we grew up. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like me trying to understand her has made myself understand me even more because I kind of, I see myself in her a little bit. Obviously I'm her child, but besides the point. And so... With all of that in mind, like, it's definitely helped with my open-mindedness and, like, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how, like, while we're trying to fix on, like, how, like, uh, heal our inner child, we're, like, sparking curiosity and, like, we're helping our parents figure mm-hmm. that out, too. And, like... I'm her it, therapist sometimes. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> it, it, it helps, like, like, the family dynamic or whatever relationship dynamic you have with that person that you can, like, be open and talk about. I feel like everybody should talk about stuff like this, mm-hmm. you know? Like, your lover, your friends, or whatever. I think, though, there is definitely a boundary okay. that well, needs yeah. to happen. <laughs> and, I, and I say this especially between parents and children. Because I, forever the eldest daughter and firstborn, have always been the middleman and therapist for both of my parents. So hearing both sides and then occasionally hearing them like bashing the other, it's just like, you have to realize you're both my parents. I am 50% of each of you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to understand that it's just like having a kid. Cause having, like, cause I'm pretty sure that that stuff was starting as young as like, I don't know, like seven, eight years old. So hearing like that clashing thing, it's just like about like talking about, about the other parent. It's just like, don't do that because it's it's still your your kid's parent. That yeah. is still your child. Your child should not be your therapist. It's one thing when they're older and you want to talk to them, but it's just like trauma dumping on... That's, yeah, that's another thing too because like speaking of like the Father's Day whatever thing, I'm just like, why do you care you divorced him? Like no hate to you, mom, if you ever listen to this. But like seriously, like cut the baggage. Like I get it. It happened. It sucked. It's just like, you might be salty, but I'm not. Exactly. Like, why do I have to hear all that? Like, I get it. Like, I want to be yeah. there and I want to listen. And we've had great talks before. But, like, mm-hmm. there's... I already have, like, my shit to deal with. And I get it. Like, and I told her before, like, it helps to talk it out. If you ever have, like, a problem or something and you feel comfortable enough to share it, talk to somebody about it. It doesn't have to be a therapist. It can be a really close friend, a brother, a sister, a mom, dad. Or even if, yourself you know. in the mirror. That, exactly. Know, like, it's that... I do that all the time. Yeah, but I'm just, like, there's some things... Especially, like, when she talks about my, my dad all the time. I'm just like, stop. Like, I don't care what you say. I'm still going to love him like he's my dad. Mm-hmm. You both have done fucked up things Equally, in the past. Yeah. No, so exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's not... There is no true villain in this story. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, Except I mean, sometimes there is. Sometimes there really is. Yeah, yeah. So but, like, yeah. in, like, in like you know, in some scenarios, like, there is no true villain in the story. And people can try to vilify anyone. But it's just, like, imagine... Vilify. It's like, I feel like... In, like if if people do that, especially parents, and I and I make a point to say parents because you're the biggest influences, unless obviously there is a different like guardian that mm-hmm. you know you have in your life yeah. who is like your parent figure. You have to realize 
how that can harbor on your kid because you're putting all of that on them unintentionally. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm very energy sensitive, so even having all that negative energy, like just go, you know, right on top. <laughs> just like, just like I was talking to you guys about the other day. Like, I'm definitely an empath. Like, what you feel, I feel, and it sucks sometimes. But I never really understood my mom's side because whenever she would walk in the door from like getting back from work, whatever, instantly like shit like obviously all of a sudden like I feel agitated angry like and that's her emotions and that's sad but I never realized that my emotions can be also hurting hers you know what I mean yeah and so after realizing that like literally as soon as I got this job love my job super happy I'm just more preppy and happy all of a sudden she's happier too and that's when I realized that's when I realized it I was like shit and you know what's something that I noticed is that a big aspect of emotional thing is that as kids you know, from what I've noticed, a lot of parents or people who are like raising children, they're all the time like if you're feeling some type of emotion that you're entitled to feeling, maybe you're, maybe you're just angry for no reason. Maybe you haven't gotten your nap and you're like, <laughs> you know, but then people will be like, you know, stop being angry or, you know, stop crying, stop doing this. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's more so like, what's wrong? Like mm-hmm. if you're being like, you're being mean to me, like, how can I help you? You know, it's more so like you know like as as this person said it's listening listening to your kids goes further it really does yeah the more that you listen to them and actually take the time and be like what is the root of the problem instead of why are you having an emotional outburst Mm -hmm. because like so coming from your emotions because if that's like the biggest thing that you have how did that you know if if like your parents were like stop crying or stop doing this like with like with an emotion that you were completely entitled to feel because you're human, mm-hmm. even though you might only be a kid. Oh, that's definitely happened before. Um, I just suck it up right in front of them. That that was a tactic I would have used. Um, I would have used like sucked it up so you wouldn't see me hurt or emotion. I oh I was so good at just not showing any emotion, no hurt, no betrayal, even if I felt it. And I was like, God, from my own mom, like I feel this. I was so good at covering that up, but it's not it's not healthy. It's not healthy it's not, no. at all. I realized that because it's. Showing your actual emotions is where the power really comes in because then it's mm-hmm. like your other person. Even though I would have hated to admit this, like let's say let's say me and you bring an argument, right? And let's say you're like we're going back and forth or whatever. Um, and let's say for I don't know, like I you betrayed me and I was hurt. I wouldn't like show it. She betrayed me. No. <laughs> oh my god, we short did a short film. We were film. A part, we did a short <laughs> film. We were a part of. It's called She Betrayed Me. It's really cool. Okay, anyway. Um, what's it called? I've learned that like let's say instead of me being like okay. Bye. I can't say that because I do do that sometimes. <laughs> Wait, well, no. the, the majority response. The majority. Yeah. Okay. Response. The majority response is like I show my emotions. I say like what's happening and how you affected me because then the other person, depending on how they react on their character and whatever their maturity, it's like they you they will see how like the damage they've done and that's where the true power comes in. It's not trying to hold it together and I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also side note that I was thinking of as something as like an inner child that I really wish parents would learn is that if a kid drops something accidentally breaks something oh my god there's no reason to get mad of them because what happens when an adult drops something oh okay just pick it up sweep it up why get mad that's just that's just like something I just thought of because it's it's seriously it's like why would you get mad at a child for doing something that you do and then there's always the phrase like oh it's not the kids you have to watch out for it's the adults yeah mm-hmm. because an adult will do the exact same thing like my mom is clumsy she drops stuff all the time but it's just like you know if a kid drops something why yell at them mm-hmm. just be like go get the broom you know it's crazy it it's okay you know what's crazy about that though 
I'm very sensitive to sounds like around people like I don't like to make that much sound like whether that be me playing music a video whatever because I feel like someone will get mad at me Mm -hmm. for no reason like I don't even know why I'm conditioned like that because I can't even pinpoint exactly in like my childhood memories why that happened but were you always asked to like shh or be quiet no I think it's because my whenever it was like bedtime I'd go upstairs and I'd you know be on my phone or sleeping whatever and my parents would start to argue. And if mm. I made any noise, I felt like that anger would be onto oh. me now. Like they'd start yelling at me. There you go. You're getting out. I guess. I don't know. But I'm just like, I don't. It's basically, Why? if I'm quiet, I won't get yelled at. Yeah. Be quiet, be obedient, stay away. And that was, and the anger won't come on me. I won't yeah. get, I won't mode. be hurt by mm-hmm. it. And it that, literally survival mode. Yeah. And that was the hard part for me. Cause like, I wasn't the like super obedient child. Like I gave no fucks (laughs) like sometimes I really did and I feel like maybe that's where it's come from because I just didn't give a fuck and so I would do these things not like horrible things like slash tires or anything but like you you know you know what I mean like I know what you mean yeah and so I would just stay quiet so either they didn't know about it or they wouldn't yell at me as much you know and I remember this one time I got my phone taken away and it didn't really do like, I didn't learn anything from it. You know what I mean? So I, like, snuck into my mom's room, and I, like, tried to take it back, and she caught me, and she's like, why not? And I, I told her, I was like, Mom, you have to realize that this teaches me nothing except for the fact that I don't like you right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's true. Okay. And I, I, like, literally had, like, a, for me, I was talking very civil, very, like, monotoned, and she just got so mad at me because I was right. So... Boom, mic drop. <laughs> oh, yes. I feel we pretty much, like, covered I was everything. Gonna say, like, I yeah. If you have anything else to add, if not... Mm-hmm. Any more trauma dumping? <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, no. no. This is our therapy. Seriously. <laughs> and you guys get to listen to it. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully our stories will help will help you guys. But, it, yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for joining. We really hope that you find a way to heal your inner child, whether it be connecting with something that you enjoyed or like an activity or food or a smell or whatever. Or, you know, just visualizing or talking to yourself as your inner child. Mm -hmm. Like we hope you just find a way to heal it because I promise you that when you do, you're going to be a lot happier and more content in life because you were able to parent yourself and become better than what you know you had to grow up with and that weight's mm-hmm. gonna be lifted off your shoulders exactly maturity mm-hmm. is a choice not age this yep. is true so thank you guys for watching this week's thank episode you. Of, you. of girl's guide to chaos, chaos.